Patriots Day, Paul Vegas or something. I'm like, no, it's Peter Berg. It's Peter uh, Berg. And then he's like, and then you're like, it's Peter Berg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured, figured. We were like, you kind of fill in those like gaps where when we forget shit. I actually really like that movie though. Patriots Day. Um, I was surprised with how good that movie was. But like, same. But like Jacob was saying, it's just weird that Mark Wahlberg is in it. Like J.K. Simmons, like he's actually a badass towards the end of the movie. What he does. Yeah, it's it's weird because I feel like I feel like J.K. Simmons and Mark Wahlberg could have been the same character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that could have just been combined if they're still doing the composite yeah. thing. Yeah, because but... J.K. Simmons is like that that the town cop. Yeah, yeah, he's and like he really he, d- and then, he doesn't do a whole lot. No, in the movie because he's just that. But out- it's a cool part of the story, yeah. though. He's yeah. just like a regular town cop guy, and then Mark Wahlberg is like the Boston police. But they could have easily com- just kind of combined that. Yeah. I know it's one of those things where like. I get why they have Mark Wahlberg as like this like composite character. But that for me that only makes sense if he is actually all the cops. You know? Yeah. But having JK Simmons in there to like finish the whole thing off is like well then why is Mark Wahlberg yeah. in the movie? You know? It just fe- it feels like they, they should have gone one either direction and they kind of found their way in like the middle. You know what I mean? I do like their creative partnership though, because they did Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon. It's true. It's true. Um m- 22 mile or 22 mile or something like that uh and mile 22 mile 22 and uh they have a new one coming out I, th- I think and then um patriots day so they've they've done four together in the last like five years or so wow um they did patriots day and Deepwater horizon the same year but that's uh, a lot dang or yeah Deepwater horizon and patriots day yeah same year i actually like Deepwater horizon a lot too me too. I thought that was another movie that I just feel like anything with Mark Wahlberg, people just kind of dump on, right? For some reason, yeah. and I think it's I think he's like the least liked Boston boy, you know, yeah. uh, of like <laughs> of the of the three and, Boston boys. Yeah, between him and Casey Affleck and Ben Affleck. So yeah. the next one is called Wonderland. Oh. An ex-felon named Spencer, with an S, returns to Boston's criminal underworld to unravel a twisted murder conspiracy. Well, that sounds kind of cool. What, I like what Peter else would Berg. Spencer start shit. with? This is with Post Malone in it, too. Post Malone? Fuck yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, and Post Malone. Winston Duke. That name sounds familiar. That, that name what, is familiar. What, did, you, did you say Spencer with an S? Yeah. Like, what? S-P- How else would you spell it? S-P-E-N-S-E-R. Oh, that is weird. Oh, instead of a C. Yeah. Oh, Spencer. So it's like edgy. That's pretty <laughs> suspenseful. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they should just call it Suspenser. I think that'd be better. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, that sounds like an action comedy spoof yeah. title. That's actually a good it's title. Starring good. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, exactly. Starring Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Jesus, dude. That's Get some Miami oh Heat God. going on. What was that? No, the Heat. The, oh, Miami, the, heat, the yeah, Heat. with the heat. Sandra Bullock. Oh, God. That was actually kind of funny. That movie I like that, that movie. movie. But it's dumb. Yeah, it's totally dumb. But it was kind of funny. Jacob, I like that movie. I'm, I'm into dumb <laughs> studio comedies, so I totally... That's my thing. I watched Ocean's 8 on the plane ride back from Vegas, and I, I thought it was pretty good with Sandra Bullock. I, I thought I was going to like hate it, but it was actually way better than I thought. That's cool. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that one. How was uh, Vegas, by the way? Was that just rad or it was okay i, I had one of my, <laughs> one, 
<laughs> One of my friends kind of ruined the whole trip. <laughs> what? How? He 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 gets hangry. Oh Jesus! Oh, no. Which is really ridiculous because no matter where you go in Vegas, you can get food. And, Literally, yeah, that's good. But and he just ruined it. It, it was just really weird, man. Was like, he just hungry the whole time? Kind of, but he just became. If it wasn't anything he wanted to do, he made everyone aware of it. It's like, dude, then just go, go back to the room, or go do whatever you need to do. You're an adult; you can go yeah, out by exactly. yourself. And the, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like why does he need to stay with the group? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but it's not like we weren't doing anything he want didn't want to do. Like he didn't have anything he wanted to do. You know, and it's, oh. it was just really weird. And then the last night, he just decided to kind of just be a schmuck and and go back to the hotel room. Which made that night the best night because then the other three guys or the other two guys and me, like, we actually had the best night that night because we were able to just kind of not have like this Eeyore like dude following us. You know what I mean? Um, So essentially, this guy is um, Selena Gomez in Spring Breakers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. I'm going home. He listens to the podcast, so hopefully we can't we don't put this part in. The uh, um, but yeah, um, what's his name? Give it, give us the name. Is it Spencer with an S? No. But yeah, it, but other than that, I mean, it was all right. I I made it three bucks and fifty cents ahead. All right, wow. came yeah. out ahead. Nailed yeah. it. That dream what? Yeah. what were you? What were you playing? Okay, so it's ridiculous. I was playing penny slots. And we were at the Aria. And the only, I had like 10 bucks left in my wallet. I'm like, fuck it, I'll put 10 bucks in. Nice. So like I'm like just gambling, you know, pennies at a time, dimes at a time, whatever. I, and I, get, I get down to like four bucks and I'm like, God damn it. Like, all right, six bucks. It kept me entertained for a while. But yeah. then I started winning and I worked my way up to, to 1250 from my, my 10 bucks. So I was oh, like, oh, I'm two, I'm two dollars and fifty cents ahead. Like, I'll cash out. So I cash out and I go to the cashier, and she just looks at the, <laughs> the receipt, like, like really twelve dollars and fifty cents. But she counted my shit wrong, and she gave me three dollars or thirteen fifty. So Dude. I was like, that's right, fucking Vegas screwed up. I made it out big. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So I was like, I felt really good that I ripped the aria off. Yeah, good. Good. I'm glad that you got uh, an extra dollar from them. <laughs> yeah. So fuck, that made it actually that made it actually a lot better because that was one of literally one of the last things I did in Vegas. <laughs> nice. So did you just you just went down for shows? We didn't do any shows. We literally just walked. I think we averaged. You just walked around. Yeah, we averaged. I think 13 miles a day. Wow, holy crap. And we did so a you lot guys of, really saw the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I went... I, I had 13 miles a day? Jesus, yeah. dude. And we, we did a lot of golf. We went to the Top Golf. Oh, um, yeah. Top Golf is awesome. Yeah, we did that maybe, like... We probably did that five times. Oh, wow. Um, the first day... It's so fun because you can just hang out and drink. And yeah. It, it's the most casual driving range. And it's actually fun. Did you go during the night and it's all lit up? Yeah, we did some, at the, some early in the morning, some in the midday, and then one real late at night um oh, so we kind of yeah. saw it all did it all that's uh, fun but yeah it was it was great um they yeah. had those in arizona and it, it was a good time oh sweet yeah i've only yeah. been to the vegas one but i want to go to the portland one at some point that'd be cool oh i didn't know they had one yeah but i didn't know they had one in arizona that'd be that'd be cool 
Cool. All right. Welcome to the Back to Back Films podcast, where we cover the things you never knew you wanted to know about movies. I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. This is Jacob with a J. <laughs> no S. Chase up. The J is at the end. <laughs> Jason. Jason. <laughs> that sounds like some like modern rapper uh, idiot's name. Yeah, Jack, I feel like Jack that. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Jack off. This is Jacob and I jack off. Jacos. Jacos. Oh, God. Here we go. We're, we're already starting out with too many penis things, so let's... Why do does I this happen in? when I'm here? Where, I, because you bring it. You guys, you guys were clean on the last episode. It's easy to be clean. We were so clean. We were. We never. We didn't swear at all. Yeah, no. It was a. We definitely fairly, swore. I always yeah, swear. We've, we've swore. It was a fairly clean episode, though. Yeah, that's what happens when you're not around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. We have the dirty Nazi ruining our podcast. <laughs> all right, this is part two oh, of God. Harmony Corinne. Uh, our first film is Trash Humpers, released in 2009, a film that follows the lives of a small group of sociopathic elderly people in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Trash Humpers is written and directed by Corinne, it stars Rachel Corinne, Brian Kotsur, Travis Nicholson, and Harmony Corinne himself. Uh, the second film is Spring Breakers, released in 2012. Four college girls hold up a restaurant in order to fund their spring break vacation, which is actually wrong, it's three uh, while partying, drinking, and taking drugs, they are arrested only to be bailed out by a drug and arms dealer. Spring Breakers <laughs> is written and directed by Corinne, of course. Stars James Franco, Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Benson, Rachel Corinne, and Gucci Mane. All right. Lay it on us, Jacob. I kind of, I just want to get the opinion out there <laughs> right away because we were dying to hear this. You, you want to do the round table? No. Well, um. <sighs> I kind of, I don't know. Should we? Maybe just start off with a round table and then I guess get we into could. It? We could change it up for this one, yeah. Because I'm dying yeah, to know about your trash humper's opinion. <laughs> I'm I'm good. So you, should we just start with me for round table then? Well, I think Byron is an obvious one. Because Spring Breakers. I think it's trash humpers. Oh no, I mean yeah, it's obviously Spring Breakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean these are my two favorite current films, but yeah, I mean I guess Spring Breakers is like my favorite. I mean it's like it just has everything that I maybe hopefully it's definitely to. you yeah is like, it is it because it's more like refiny you know what i mean no i think because it taps into that hip-hop underground hip-hop. like okay. thing that yeah. i i want to do i just can't do it in bellingham <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like the the cd college like like the things that uh college kids get sucked into it's like yeah. neon yeah. grunge hip-hop nudity yeah violence yeah it's all got, wrapped into one it's, it's got that like super cool aesthetic like high-end you know like gucci Mane's like yeah. wearing like you know high-end shit but yet it's like grimy super at the grimy. same time so like like that strip club scene is like one of the greatest set yeah. ever i mean it's not a set it's a real strip club but like that whole scene or like Gucci Mane and James Franco are like facing each other off, which I think is honestly the best face off <laughs> in cinema history. Like seriously, there is no greater stare down in cinema history than James Franco and Gucci Mane in that movie. I'm not gonna lie, I was getting some like homoerotic undertones too. Yeah, kind of like flashing each other's like piece, but it's like obviously tucked yeah. in right in front of their dick, so they're like muck at my dick. Yeah, I mean, it's, very, dick. And that's, it's very sexual. That's like total prison stuff, you know, which like ties in with the 
homoeroticism, I think. Um, Not to mention the gun-sucking scene that happened prior to that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Double barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it just has to be Spring Breakers for me. Um, just, I didn't even actually shoot starting at this. I don't even know what my answer is. This will be interesting because maybe tough. at the end our opinions will change. We should double check you know at the end. We should double check yeah. at the end. Okay, but but I love. Don't get me wrong, Trash Humpers. I mean, these are my two favorite of his. So yeah. I, but tra- tra- Trash Humpers is absolutely amazing. But oh gosh, for for Keith, I might <laughs> I might have to go with Trash Humpers. This is a tough one, dude. I don't know. I might have to go with Trash Humpers because it's so it's so it. it it's so blatantly a fuck you you know like and that seems like a key thing you're not wrong i think this is why we we picked the same reason was why we picked the the last round table for corinne for you keith uh yeah because uh the other what was it julian donkey boy was more of a fuck you that's right so and you were both wrong we that one. <laughs> and we were both wrong um I, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna say, um, Spring Breakers, because, re- really, for, like, I think you really like Trash Humpers as a fuck you, but I, I think, um, I think Spring Breakers hits hit you more with all the extra stuff. Um, I think you like Gummo the most, though. Yeah, and then Spring Breakers. I think I like Gummo the I, most. Yeah, that makes. I would agree with that. Out of I think, all of them, I think you like Julian Donkey Boy the least. Yeah, I would say. I think Trash Thumpers is third on your list. That's my guess. This is really hard. Like, the more I think about Spring Breakers, the more I like. Well, one, the cinematography and the soundtrack make it super good. Yeah, but I don't know. There is something weird about Trash Humpers that's so like. It's not. It's not only is it a fuck you, but it's like it's like uh, it was thought out. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like it wasn't like fuck you for the sake of fuck you. It was like fuck you. Cinema can be this thing, Um, which I do like that. I like the deconstructive side. I I think Trash Humpers edges it out a little bit, Um, but they're actually a lot closer than I thought because I hadn't seen Spring Breakers in a while. I hadn't watched it since like 2013 or something. So, but I think Trash Humpers edges it out just a little bit, just because it is this weird, like, it is just a complete deconstruction of what a movie can be, and it's just visual splendor, like, you don't need a plot, you just need some compelling characters, and that's really all it takes. Yeah. Right. So, Which I, I think I really pisses off the old school. It does. I think it exactly. really pisses off the old school. Exactly. And the old school critics. And I even said, like... In my review, that re- I really think it should be studied up next to like the greats of like Vertigo yeah. and Citizen yeah. Kane and Apocalypse right. Now because it's like it's so essential. Like it hits the essential beats of what you needs to make a movie. You know. Yeah. And it's- I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious where it lands. You know, like I, it definitely has like a reputation, but it's been what like ten years since it or nine years since it's come mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm curious where it lands after well i mean the fact that we're watching it is important and the fact that corinne is still working is also important you know what i mm-hmm. mean yeah 
He's interesting though because if you look at like Spring Breakers, like look how many companies it took to finance uh, mm. five million. Yeah, right. You know, which is his highest to date budget. Well, Beach Bum is higher, I'm sure, but but Spring Breakers is highest to date, um, and five million is really low. Yeah, t- in terms of movie making. And when it came out, right. it, it it became the best selling independent film of all time. Not not surprising. Yeah, uh, when it when it, but I think it's been beat now. Um, but at the time, it it was like it it made shocks, and people were not expecting better that. than better than Paranormal Activity. Uh, per- well, maybe or a best a theatrical release. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. I mean, I can see it. It's definitely based solely on the fact that there's four. Well, what three? Disney stars. I don't know about Benson. And at least James two. Franco. Yeah, at least two Disney stars and James Franco, yeah. who's like you know known for his comedy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, that definitely helps sell. And Benson was movie. in like a popular TV show. It's like Gossip Girl or something like that. That's what I imagine. Like that. She I had forget. a name, right? Yeah, she was. She was. She was definitely like in one of those shows that I don't unfortunately watch, but <laughs> well, I should because she's. Are in you it, talking so. about Selena Gomez? <laughs> no, Benson. Ashley Benson. Oh, I see. Yeah. I think it's like Gossip Girl so or something like a similar title to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. Not a Disney show like the other the other two. Yeah, but uh, essentially it was like three kind of like what are considered goody-goodies, yeah. I guess, or yeah. perceived as goody-goodies. I mean, Rachel Corinne, but she's kind of an outlier, I guess. Yeah. Um, literally, even with the pink hair. But, like, yeah, yeah. essentially goody-goody stars, which is ironic because their Disney personas are way further away from who they actually are than the Spring Breakers personas, <laughs> which I imagine is a bit... It's exaggerated, but, pro, you know, a bit yeah. closer to right. what they are. Uh, it's very much are. like the Miley Cyrus thing. Yeah. Like... They like they're going for like that Disney star that like gone uh, gone rogue, you know, yeah. like yeah. giving the old middle finger to Disney. Disney star's um, gone wild. I mean, Selena Gomez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she almost plays herself essentially. That's what I kind of heard. Like she, from his interviews, he says she's like super like down to earth, kind of fairly realistic yeah. for her position, and is not. And obviously does her thing in terms of running in circles and stuff yeah. certain circles but like you know compared to others not as not as crazy it was her mom that basically had her do the role because her mom That's was right. a huge harmony Crane yeah. fan and yeah and it was like you have to do this <laughs> and he like flew out to meet her or something yeah. too it was like some there's like a yeah. weird way that it like all came about um but yeah, so I guess I guess Trash Humpers edges it out. So well, for Jacob, let's let's ro- we'll round this out because I'm super curious to hear mm. this, and then we can dive into more more topical stuff. Oh God, I don't know. Ah, fuck! I love this. Um, this relish. I'm gonna go Trash Humpers. Um, there's something about the gringy aesthetic. But then Spring Breakers was very well edited too. I like the editing. I like the like the where they would cut to like a scene from later as they were doing kind of voiceover mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "Oh shit, that's going to happen." And then you don't really see it happen until like, you know, 40 minutes later or whatever. Yeah, the editing inspired me so much. Um I'm going to go Trash Hoppers though. I'd have to I I don't really have a reason. I'll I have to have say Spring Breakers for Jacob. There's a part of me that wishes that it is Trash Humpers, though, 
just because it's so not what I picture Jacob actually watching in his free time. No, but you always <laughs> you don't watch it, but then you end up liking it. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. But but I want to say maybe Spring Breakers. All right, I don't know. Drum roll. Um, I, I, it's kind of hard. Wow, to pick one. Um, Because you don't like them, or because you like them. Um, I like both of them. I, I think they're both good. Um, but great. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard because it's so hard to like put them on like a. It is hard. They're very like different. A rating. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, like, I like Spring Breakers for um, a lot of reasons. And this time around, I appreciated it more watching it. Um, I don't think I would, like, watch it again, you know? But but it was a really good experience, it, experience watching it again. But Trash Jumpers, I won't watch again. But I thought it was really interesting <laughs> watching it. <laughs> Make it, make it, don't fake it. Make it, make it, don't fake it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all that shit is just... Yeah. All that shit is just ingrained. Um, And I I love all that stuff. Um, And I love the techniques and all that stuff. But as, like, a... As, as like, a movie that I'd watch again, I just don't think that this is, like, that kind of movie. You know what I mean? Because... I don't know. Fair I enough. like I like them both. I may, I I maybe just Spring Breakers. I like I liked a little bit more. Yeah. But I I kind of saw Trash Humpers as like very gummo-y, you know? Like those to me seem like they're the same kind of movie. It's like if Gummo was made with the techniques of Julian Donkey Boy kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with that kind of aesthetic. But I I didn't really get the sense that um, that Trash Humpers was a fuck you. I don't know who the fuck you was to that you that we're talking about on the show. I don't. I don't get. I don't get the uh, why it's a fuck you. Trash you know Humpers? what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it's like, literally it, everything. It it's like an antithesis than... to like, like even if you take Spring Breakers, Spring Breakers is a much more mainstream movie style. Than but I feel like Trash Spring Humpers. Breakers is more of a fuck you than trash numbers because it's like infiltrating the the mainstream you know it's like hey let's get all these mainstream actors and and get all these fans of selena gomez and all these disney stars and james franco and put them all in this movie in order to intentionally offend people who think that the their personas are going to be in the movie i definitely you agree know what i mean yeah i definitely agree i think spring breakers is a fuck you too yeah it, I, are they all me, fuck yous i mean i think the can all be fuck yous, but I think what's so great about Harmony Coran is that he doesn't make that he does he's not making them to be fuck yous. Like he's not like I want to make a fuck you movie and then do it. He, it's just that's him. Like it's yeah. it, it, he's such his own filmmaker that right it, it, they just are perceived as like fuck yous to critics. I, I think a lot of critics and like old school filmmakers don't understand necessarily what he's doing with his cinema but then there are some like Herzog that do which I think is great right um okay that that makes sense so in the context of being at Venice 
or something. Right. Trash Humpers is like a big old fuck you. Like if if Trash Humpers were at Sundance or something, people would just be like, "What the fuck is this?" I mean, yeah, Trash bitch. Humpers won an award for best documentary at the Danish or film. at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. No, it was the. I was just reading. It was the Danish. It was the Docs Awards. He, he won one at Venice though. He might have won. It wasn't best doc though. I don't think. I think it- but I, I don't know. I find like deconstructivist type things, movies, to be like that, though. There's a kind of these inherent fuck use. Like, yeah, you can do all this to make a movie, but you can also do none of that and still have a movie. And there's right. a lot of people who are like, well, no, that's not a movie anymore. Like, what are we watching? We're not watching yeah. a movie. But it's like, no, you are. You're literally watching a movie with all the correct elements needed, like the bare essential elements to make a movie which is a camera and interesting people there's no music the audio is good which you know kind of negates my argument a little bit i guess because they still want the clean audio but like really it's just it's homemade i mean he cut it he shot it and cut it on like you know dv like like kind of how right which is fascinating and like even like all the credits being like the typed in yeah yeah he did like every- typed into the vh vhs thing exactly you know? he, he edited like, it on vhs cool. yeah like he i'm, I'm really he impressed by all of his like yeah. titles title design and all of his like the spring breakers like design of like the fonts you know mm-hmm. like that's all like spring breakers made. was dope dude yeah the fonts yeah it was like what um, you'd get at disneyland it's like those uh na- the name pictures you can get at disneyland where they're all shapes yeah. Or whatever, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's exactly what he's yeah. going for too. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. And then combined with the neon, for some reason, gives it like that slimy feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, it's pretty, you know, pretty, pretty font. But then it's like neony, so it's like in your face, and it's like, oh. And then you get that kind of dubstep music, which adds to that, like sort of like, yeah, because dubstep exactly. is kind of like a grungy form of like EDM or like this metal form of EDM. So it's got this like tonality and feel to it that's like not traditional like house you know what i mean right. like the house piece yeah. so like yeah, it is it is weird how all those come together and you're kind of like eh, a little a little weird it's weird and then i you... think i think i like spring breakers more okay than trash humpers Fair um, enough. but they're so like it's so hard to judge what what i think of these movies because i see those two movies as so different from from each other yeah, um, and I, I don't think there's anything else like Trash Humpers except for Gummo, and I think Gummo. I like Gummo more than Trash Humpers. Yeah, I could. So yeah, I, think I, I like it in that there's nothing else like it. You know what I mean? Totally. But I I I want other people to make more films like that to see like what the things you can do better. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I'm just like happy someone made it. Like it's a, it's a very hard movie to make. If you really it think is. about it. Cuz like yeah, the trash aesthetic, you could make an argument that it's easy to do or whatever and shooting it on shitty tape is easy, but like to do it and make it compelling for as long as he does, like that's right. hard. Yeah. You know. That's I mean, it's it's the same reason why I I am impressed by uh chris nolan's new movie uh the um world war two one uh dunkirk Dunk, yeah is like the just that whole time it's the same like 
rising tension. Oh, yeah. And it's just increasing the entire time. And in, in Trash Humpers, it's that same, like, how are you doing this the whole time? Like, how yeah. is there, like, there's one consistent th- thread throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And it, just, like, shit like that always impresses me how, like, for how long you could do that. It's like one scene. It's like one really long scene. Pretty much, yeah. In a movie. And it's it's fascinating that filmmakers can can even do that right you know what i mean and then to like and the, the fact that it's like you know real realistic but it's totally fantastical like you know he has all these characters like that one fucking duo that are like connected by the head you know what i mean yeah like what the yeah, fuck like, is that yeah like, where did yeah. that come from like what where <laughs> where was that brainchild fucking created you know what I mean? Well, because there's like, there's been stuff like that, like for the stage and even in movies too. Uh, like there's that movie Ink, where the guy had like uh, just the fake nose on him, um, and it's never talked about. It's never pulled out. That's just what he looks like. Just has it, you yeah. know. And you can see the string on it. Like they really wear it. Um, and it just is, huh? I can't remember it, that. Yeah, character. it just is that, which is fascinating. Huh. Yeah, but there's like how you can add in that fantasy aspect and still maintain this like weird, like real but surreal nature. I mean, it's surreal, but it's like the way it is portrayed is so real. That's why it's like right, fucking cool. Yeah, and I I love the. I I think that I like that stuff too. I like I like the, the kind of his cinema verite kind of style, doc style, whatever. But uh, I felt like in in Spring Breakers. It, it wasn't it was still like like that kind of you know like there was still like weird camera movements and stuff um and it was vignette and there was like scenes of them peeing on the street and stuff which i thought that was all very corinny you know what i mean <laughs> corinian i don't even know how corinny sounds Corinian, like it's from like the that. bible yeah the corinians uh <laughs> i don't even know what you would say Harmon 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 I think Corinians is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Corinians. I like Corinians. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's literally isn't that one of the books of the Bible? The Corinians or Corinthians? Corinthian. Yeah, Corinthians. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, or Corinisms. I, I guess you could say Corinisms. 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 Harmonisms. The peeing. You said the peeing or whatever. Yeah, I think just like the. The, the way it's presented is really interesting and, and the um, how how he's like repeating shots and how he's um, being poetic with the with the with the with his words saying mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again you know you see it a lot in trash humpers but I, I thought it was more interesting in spring breakers because there's a little more to chew on with the with the characters yeah for sure you know yeah the repetition um, is awesome a, yeah alien is cool but uh i dig it and like yeah. there's like that documentary feel to it too because he's mm-hmm. he does have that like <clears throat> i haven't seen mr lonely but i would imagine it, it's gotta it's, be something that's like, like really that. an outlier is it it really it's weird it's not so he tried to be more like it's more it's, it's definitely his most traditional film okay. yeah but like so but then to have that feel the cutting you know it's that definitely that uh eclectic documentary cutting yeah and then he slips in this long take just just casually dude and you're just like and it's like the coolest shot in the movie 
Like, by far. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jacob? Do you remember? Was it the one at the end of the movie? or Are you talking about Spring Breakers? Yeah. At the very end with the doc? No, that, that wasn't shot? a long take. No. You know what I'm talking about, Byron, right? Yeah, the one... Um, it's the restaurant. The, car. the stealing yeah. when they break into the restaurant. Oh, yeah. He just that's like, slips a gr- this... That's an excellent shot. Excellent shot. And he just slips yeah. it in so casually amongst yeah. this like documentary aesthetic and still maintains it yeah. because of the way it's framed. Like I'm so impressed yeah. by that ability. It's just so seamless. It, yeah. I, I think that's still documentary aesthetic. It totally you is. Know what I mean? It totally is. Because like, it, it's like... If you're in if you're in the room with those people, then it feels like Hollywood. But yeah. the fact that you're peeking in and just getting glimpses and the cameraman's not allowed in there because he could ruin something, that is super documentary. Super yeah, documentary. Yeah. It's freaking yeah. that shot is is definitely one of the cooler long and it's not that long, but in terms of like executing a shot that complex, you know, yeah. and hitting the timing right, that was definitely like an amazing shot. Uh, Like I said, it's just like, you know, you to have that consistent cinematography in spring breakers and then just be like, I'm going to do this. And and it's, I love all the like light flares too. Oh yeah. Those were, I did not remember those the first time around. I think it's important to say that the cinematographer is the guy who works with, um, Gasper, uh, yeah. Noe. Yeah. And he's doing climax spring breakers. Yeah. 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 I could yeah. see that. I could see that. And he's doing Beach Bump. Yeah. Bean Wad. He did Debe Enter the Void, I'm pretty Debe sure, too. Yeah, he did Enter the Void. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Irreversible, yeah. I believe. Um, yes, wow. Irreversible. Yeah. That's right. That's the one, too. Um, yeah. Now I want to watch Spring Breakers again to see. Because <laughs> I didn't know that going in, and I would have I looked for that. But I guess I could I could see it. Yeah, it's They cool. kind of have a similar feel. And they, they, I mean, they used a lot of natural lighting, Um but then they just put in colored bulbs in natural oh, light. So they didn't have like light set up so much they, as just augmenting the actual bulb. That, like they, they had like a street lamp and then they would just change yeah. the street lamp a different color, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like, let's set up a light here, you know, to get a certain... Are you talking about in post or are you talking about they literally put They literally just cha- okay. bulb, change the bulbs okay. and stuff. It, yeah. That'd be like impossible to do in post. For, for the record, but uh, un- unless the light was separated, in this case, it was not. <laughs> but is, well, you can change the hue. You could you could mask it out and change change the hue for sure. But uh, the light was just mixing all the time in this movie. That's true. You know, I was thinking about that when I was watching it, like because uh, there's some some scenes where like the lighting is is separate. Like there's I remember this shot. It's like red underneath a a grocery mm-hmm. store or a mini mart of some kind. And above is just like regular, but then they put a red light in there. And I, I thought, oh, you could totally like cut that out and just make that light red. Um, but then it cuts into the into it, you know, and you're you're right there with the actors. And it was like, oh, yeah, there's no way in hell they did this in post. Because it would take fucking forever to do that. <laughs> That's true. It uh, has this like natural feel to it, yet it's definitely like stylized. Which is kind oh, of an interesting combo. I mean, you know? everything, like, every, almost every light that's at night is like neon. Yeah. And like everything is and that, popped. And that's where I got like your your guys's ref in the vibe. Yeah. Just like the the colors, and really, I think it's the 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 very high contrast, high saturation. Yeah. Of I think of this movie feels refiny. But from besides the colors, I think it's the the similarity stopped there. 
because I think yes. the I think Refn uses it to heighten mood and atmosphere in a more traditional way, in the sense mm-hmm. of like Mario Bava, Dario Argento, or you know what I mean. Whereas Karen is going for something more natural, like yeah, if you go to Atlanta and you go to Florida, you're gonna see those colors, yeah. Mm-hmm just maybe not all at once like in the movie but it still has that natural feel whereas Mm -hmm. refin is using the same colors they're just they'll they'll have like pink lighting in a area that would never have pink lighting you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but it gives you a mood so it's kind of but i but i yeah those colors is just it gives your eye something to hold on to on scenes that maybe aren't like the most like engaging, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Neon is right. just such a cool way to light too. Like yeah. neon, like just it's like automatically soft. Yeah. You know the way it reflects off of things, the way it kind of just like swallows people yeah. almost. Yeah. You know, because it's not as controllable, because it's not as strong as like other forms of light. So just like the way it just, yeah, it just kind of blankets yeah. things in in an odd way. And weirdly, the weird incandescent and like lights and stuff on the VHS are kind of like that too, in this weird way for trash humpers. Oh yeah, like, because it, they're like it's so ugly that it's actually like beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It you never would have thought that like the the type of lighting that are used in that is used in this in that film it, would be like you'd want to watch it right but it it works yeah in this weird way <laughs> I, I still can't figure that one out i honestly can't because i've watched that I think movie a lot and i'm just like what i think it's like nostalgia i think it's like i think it's going back to the gummo thing which is why i think these two movies are similar i think it's like the uh home video quality you know that it, that makes you feel like it's from your past you know what i mean because, like, any time I've ever seen VHS footage, it's been of me or my family. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. There's something about that that reminds me of me. Mm-hmm. And then he's showing people humping trash. <laughs> you know? So, it's like... Oh, that it's like wasn't beautiful. a normal thing for people to do back in the day? You just didn't walk I, out I, and I just, just did trash? Little, I just did animals. I didn't do trash. I didn't do any of that stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, did trash. I also did trash uh, trees um, and trees you know whatever but um but yeah i think the i think a, a part of that like what's beautiful about it is 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 that aesthetic and where where that aesthetic comes from if, yeah. if i were to make a guess mm-hmm. another interesting thing about like trash humpers well, and spring breakers is you never really know what you're going to see next which isn't a plot thing it's but it continues the story for you in a weird way because like yeah obviously there's really no plot in trash humpers but it's engaging enough where you don't know exactly what you're going to see in trash humpers you're you know you're going to probably continue seeing them like hump trash and shit but but there's so many mixed scenes combined within that like you know one one scene there in like a hotel room with like obese hookers and then the, oh. and, and then the next scene 
there's like a you know a, a kid with like a hammer and he's like hitting a doll yeah and oh and God. and there and then there's another scene where they're washing you know a wheelchair in a car wash and then and then there's another scene where they're suffocating a guy in plastic and then there's another guy with like a dress on and they're like letting off fireworks in a bridge like you don't know what you're going to see next suddenly there's like a dead guy on the ground yeah and they're not tied together really but yet yeah it all makes it sense all works. weirdly yeah. like i and trash up or uh spring breakers is kind of like that too because you don't you're gonna watch you you start watching that movie and you never think you're gonna see a scene where james franco is gonna perform fellatio on two pistols you know what i mean yes but it gets there and yeah. it makes sense right. when you're there um which i think i think that takes a lot of skill on a director's um on the director's definitely. part because like how right you you can't just do that on the fly or i mean you can but you're gonna be luck you're gonna be lucky yeah so he t- right. the fact that he's done this for gummo too and these two movies it's impressive that it's he like continues a planned, to do that planned sporadic thing yeah like planned right. chaos because like he did I, write a script for spring breakers right mostly just to get people on board with it and then once they were moving forward he just threw the script out the fucking yeah. window and was like i kind of know what i want so let's just mm-hmm. start doing it it's it's funny because the uh that gun sucking scene to me was like the biggest like fuck you to mainstream cinema you know because because it's essentially this part of the movie where they they're like oh the girl's like this is why they're here like they're here to take his money that's why they've been in this cd Mm -hmm. you know because they're they're bad and they (laughs) they want to take all of his money and that's their goal that's their prerogative and then he starts sucking on the gun and then suddenly all that changes you know Mm -hmm. and so to, to me that's like this like Hey, you wanted that character motivation? Well, actually, there is none. They're just doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like a nice, mo- uh, a cool moment of like, oh, okay. Because they even, and I, I don't think I would have picked up on that if it wasn't for Harmony Krenn's earlier works, like watching them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I, I wouldn't have understood that as much. I think. It, even okay. like they even like subvert it later too when he gets shot hmm. and dies and then they just yeah. walk away from him yeah and you're like wait yeah. so were they really just out for to fuck him like fuck him over i mean yeah yeah and then they come back and like they end it by like leaving and they both like kiss him yeah you yeah. know and you're like oh so it was actually kind of like this weird love thing it was like it, it was wasn't like just the, as greedy women or whatever it was like uh just going to it new zip code and having an, an adventure that was different than your life and just doing whatever the fuck you wanted mm-hmm. you know? yeah and then be like peace i'm out driving See away in a lamborghini yeah <laughs> I, right. I also like how it like demasculates franco's character too yeah. because he's yeah. such like this kind of like guy you know fucking bitches you know getting high like he's 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 a bro in a yeah. in a way you know Gangster bro, and yeah. and there's going to be a whole bunch of young men that are going to watch this movie that they're they're going to be they're going to want to be him you know oh yeah and and yeah. then and then 
that scene yes. will that scene will come up and then they're like what is this guy gay like you know yeah. what i mean like like yeah. it, it, and, and and then it it questions they, they qu- then question themselves like do i want to be this Am guy I gay? <laughs> yeah you know, like, well, like, but you know what i mean though like but yeah actually, which is uh, great which i i fuck it i love that he does that he he turns it yeah on its head um that's a really good point because the dudes who are seeing this are the the dudes who see selena gomez half nude on the cover and they're like oh yeah let's watch that exactly that sounds good spring breakers with you know vanessa hudgens like all right let's do it and it's it's just funny and then also you know ironically james franco has played a lot of you know um homosexual men in movies um so it's it's now this kind of tied in, you know, with what with Franco. movies are those? Um, he he was in a movie called uh, Cob- Cobra, where he plays a, a gay porn amateur porn actor, or oh. a, a amateur porn producer guy or I whatever. Feel like he'd be good uh, at that. Yeah, he's in Milk, and I believe he plays. Um, oh. Uh, I gay that. character in Milk. He plays. Um, uh, oh gosh, th- th- there's been like six or seven I'm, characters I'm not, that he's that he he's played non-straight. I I believe it. I'm just surprised I haven't yeah seen any of those. Um, I'm just surprised. That's that's surprising. So it's kind of now this thing where um, it's kind of tied in with his persona now too where sure, i think a lot sure. of people that that were, when he first came in movies you know spider-man and then he got really big and stuff a lot of like young men like looked up to him that were maybe liking him before his masculinity and they wanted to be like him and then sure. when he started subverting that by doing these interesting roles he he probably disappointed them which is like extremely sad that they were disappointed you know what i mean Good yeah point. um but because he's it, he's literally a thespian yeah you know what i mean yeah. so but harmony the fact that like people Karen, were like, like uses that you go <laughs> like he uses that but yeah go ahead go ahead yeah 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 well i i didn't have anything to add uh i just i think he you know it's it's funny because with a lot of actors they they go through school and they're they're known as thespians, you know, and they and they they, you know, are practicing their craft. And then there's a weird turning point for a bunch of them where they become movie stars, and suddenly, all the cool kids are looking up to them and stuff. But it, most of them come from that place of being like, just weird theater kids. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. It's weird how that there is a turning point. Uh, and in uh, in the first place, and then to have it again in your career is also really fascinating. The career That's pivot, all, I, man. It's just interesting. It's interesting. So, what do you guys think? Like, so he's it's really weird too. Like his like ability to kind of work this like like Florida. I feel like has this reputation of being a place that's that is grungy. It has, does have like the Florida man thing mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also a place of, like, you know, I mean, the way the film starts is literally, you know, what you could consider young, hot people 
partying it up, you know, like, oh, you go to Florida to have like, the best time, and it's yeah. just beaches and babes and beer and... A bacchanalia and, you know, like, or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the word beer is. Beer bombing. <laughs> and, like, so, like, you know, you have, people have that perception, but then, you know, he's got this way of being like, yeah, that's cool, but that's also really gross, too. Because, like, those scenes are yeah. not, like... You're not like, oh, hell yeah. It's more like, oh, you guys are just, like, really grungy yeah. people Sticky wrapped up beer in... all over sweaty bodies. Yeah, even, like, in later hotel rooms. in that hotel room when they're pouring beer over. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get in that puss or it, whatever. It, yeah. like, it's just yeah. like, you're just like, okay, like, it's you're just grunge wrapped up in something that kind of looks better than most th- things, I guess. So, like, yeah. what do you, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on, like... This is just yeah. like his ability to catch like this weird dark side of this American landscape type that's thing. That's what I love about it. That's what I like. That's what that's what I that's what I like about all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Cuz even Gummo It's exactly off that. that. Way. It's the fact that he he takes images or scenes from things that people like really are excited about. I mean, people go to college literally just for the parties. But yeah. then he <laughs> then he he makes this like fantasy or this dream that people have. And then he, and like, like maybe eighty percent of people have experience in their life, you know, at least in the U.S. are parties like that or similar. Eighty percent, you know what I mean? Maybe higher. I don't know. You think higher? I think it's probably lower. Oh, I, I'm thinking. I'm. I think less than fifty. Yeah, I think really? way lower. Yeah, I think yeah. it's not common. Not as I think common. it's. I think well, it's the fan. The fantasy. Yeah. But like, you know, I think it's all. It's all fantasy. But I mean, like parties in general. Like yeah, not, people have not, parties. Not not that insane. Right. But like. I, but then but then he like heightens it or turns it into something that's more vile and disgusting exactly which at that point it's a lower percentage of people have experienced that yeah but i think he's yeah. able to tap into those things that everyone has kind of experienced and then he makes it just disgusting and it makes you question like is that something that i should be like fantasizing about or wanting to do or Right, but he doesn't do it in a way that's like pointing fingers. He's just so kind of cool. like, yeah. There's not you're not necessarily getting this vibe like, oh, he's like judging or looking down. Yeah. It's just kind of like this shit happens, and this is what you think is cool. Yeah, it's not really that cool. Like the whole like, yeah, that the hotel scene where they're all partying in the hotel. And, you know, they're doing, like, blow off of people. Yeah. And, and it's, like, like, super rapey. And it's, like, super rapey. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. you know, they're, like, in a, all of a sudden it's, like, a bubble party. And you're just, like, you're just, like, oh, bubble parties are actually really gross. Yeah. Like, those type of, like, so, whatever the hell they're called. They're, like, soap parties or whatever. Yeah. Some clubs yeah. do it. And they just, just like, like, fill the whole club with, with bubbles. Yeah. And it's foam, actually, like, way gross. Foam party. foam party. There you go. And it's just, like, way grosser than you think. And, like... They're like, oh, you know, two chicks started making out on the floor, and everyone's like super excited, and you think, oh, that would be super cool, and then you realize like that's actually just really grungy, yeah, and, and it's really kind of sad, and actually gets sad. It, yeah, sad. it boils down to the two girls, you know, double teaming the dildo in uh, uh for in a dream. Dream for a Dream. Yeah. No, actually, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? that's a good point. That's a pretty good comparison. Um, and yeah, and it's even just like a bunch of dudes around in both scenes just be like and you're just kind of like okay well and then yeah another weird thing is jennifer conley had like a relationship with darren aronofsky and rachel karen who's the actress in the scene where she's getting beer spilled is harvey Harvey karen's wife wife. that's true (laughs) the mother of his daughter so it's like (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting. It is. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she goes yeah. far that, for that, that role. That'll be a fun conversation to have, you know, <laughs> with uh, She seems just as weird, though. Daughter. Like, you oh, have yeah. to be just as weird as him. Oh, yeah. First of all, to be into him, and, and then she's to... She's one of the main stars in uh, Trash Numbers, too. She's the, the... She's the woman. She's the woman. Oh, yeah. she's the lady. Oh. Yeah. And he's oh. the camera guy. He's yeah. the one who's doing the weird-ass laugh the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. One, uh. one, one thing I wanted, I wanted to say is I, I think a, a big part of my appreciation for these movies is how much they speak to me like in, on a, as a, not only as a filmmaker, but just as a person. You know, I'm not a... I'm not a huge party-going guy, and I've never... I've always been vaguely interested in doing a spring break trip or whatever, but, you know, I'm starting to get older, and I think I would just be uncomfortable at this point if I if I went on one. Um, but I would also be uncomfortable back when I was younger. Um, and I, And it's because of how I feel about those parties, and I feel like Refn... Not Refn. Uh, Corinne totally captured my fear you know like entirely (laughs) in going to these things like just like the kind of seedy people that are there you know and like it feels like there's um prey and like it just i I don't know it just there's something really uncomfortable about it um and i feel like i'm in the selena gomez camp where it's just like i'm just gonna get the fuck out of here um (laughs) so i just never found myself interested in any of that stuff and i like that a filmmaker is coming in and basically saying hey i agree with you you know Mm -hmm. he's like he's like a voice for like the anti spring break but at the same time it's it's not quite anti spring break you know what i mean like it's 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 not yeah Yeah. it's not he's not like outright saying don't do this he's just (laughs) saying it works for some people but it's not as cool as you think, so don't worry about it. Like, but you also yeah. know that like ultra right wing conservatives that think our youth is you know we're all going to go to hell uh, could take this movie and be like use it as propaganda. Sit like see what our young kids are into. Yes. This is what they do. Yes. This is this is a fantasy, and it's like no. If you really looked at the movie, it's not that. But I can see how people can use it against. Yeah, like if you read it surface level, yeah. I guess for sure. And like Gucci Mane, I mean, like his character, like he's like fucking two girls, you know, in his bed and stuff. But it's not portrayed in a sexy way at all. Nothing, like, nothing is really like sexy. No, no, it's. But I can see how people could be like it's glamorizing, you know polyamorous sex or whatever it's like but it's yeah. not <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like people who just see the images will like out of context could easily say that you know what i mean yeah. like this movie could easily be like you could take like a soundbite or just images and put it on a website and say this movie is destroying our youth yeah i think you i think you could easily do that but i think in the context of the whole movie uh it totally says something different and i think that means it's interesting <laughs> you know what i mean like if the, the movie as a whole is saying something different than like little scenes you, you know what i mean totally that's one of my biggest takeaways with karen um is that he's able to tap into something that's uniquely american 
also maybe not uniquely mm-hmm. American, but very American. He's he says and he said in many interviews that I've watched that he's only interested in making American films um, because that's what he knows. Um, and like Trash Humpers, I think there's a line at the end, towards the end that sums up I think his whole and it's said by Harmony Crenn himself that sums up his whole filmography and it it's when he says he's like dri- they're driving at night in the car in the neighborhood and he's like sometimes I just drive around and I I can like hear or see the pain from the people within the houses yeah and and this that whole monologue that he has kind of summarizes I think like how he like feels about like America in this like weird introspective way that I that he he manages to capture aesthetically in his movies mm-hmm. that I I think like sums up his entire thing and it taps into that like seediness fantasy realistic way <laughs> for real yeah. yeah for real so here's a here's I, I, oh go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think all that, we've probably just beaten this to a dead horse, but I think all of that shit is way more effective because it feels so real. And because it's actual, like, they're actually there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, like, a value to shooting in those locations and, and, and shooting it with the cinema verite style that really reminds you that this is real shit yeah. that goes on. And I think that's cool. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was just gonna ask. So so yeah so Gummo, Julian Donkey Boy I believe as well. Trash Humpers for sure. Well, Trash Humpers might be a little more, might be a little less um, real situations I guess. But Spring Breakers for sure had these scenarios that were fairly real, mm-hmm. where the fictional characters were placed into the scenarios. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what do you guys think? about that um so like we know for spring breakers i believe it's that that bar scene or they're playing pool right yeah where it was like pushing that line for some of the actresses of like i'm legitimately feeling uncomfortable yeah in this we don't know like if because the people were all like these weird like you know kind of gangster yeah you know cd kind of people so i guess my my question is like with ethics of safety and like film like should he have put these actors in that scenario? Like, is it okay because nothing bad happened as far as we know? Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, what do you guys think? What? So I don't know enough about the behind the scenes. I I know that they use non-actors and stuff, but I assume that they're not there without, like, like, obviously Selena Gomez has, like, a bouncer that is with her, like, at all times. You know what I mean? Of of some kind. Yeah. And she's worth I imagine the other actors were like that too. Um just because she is like a star. I mean, uh and she gets paid for her face. Yeah. Like I feel like I I I can't say whether it was a safety issue or or not, but I do appreciate the fact that they had regular actors in there but i are uh regular people in there but i don't i don't know if were they actually uncomfortable or is that just something we're assuming because it feels that way i guess it it i guess i guess selena gomez did feel 
uncomfortable in that scene um, in real life. And Harmony Korn picked up on this and decided to shoot a improv scene between Selena Gomez and James Franco. Franco. Um, yeah. I call it the Kate Fear scene because it's very close to um, the scene between Robert De Niro and uh, Juliette Lewis in the Martin Scorsese remake of Cape Fear, um, where James Franco is like trying to get her to stay. Yeah. And he takes her to like a kind of a different room. I, I remember the scene. Yeah. I mean, there's also the scene with Selena Gomez and she is like crying in front of her friends and then she leaves on the bus right after that. Yeah. So it's not that scene, but it's the scene with Franco where, right. where the, yeah, the, right. that he, he, she felt uncomfortable. And um, it's interesting because I feel like, I feel like he didn't cross. I think some people would probably be like, oh, you can't take advantage of someone's uncomfortability or whatever. But the thing is... People is, do it all the time in sex in movies. Like, sex is a very uncomfortable thing to film. Yeah. In in any form. I, I, I don't... I, I highly doubt they were ever in real danger, at least during that scene. Um, I know that one of the scenes um with the twins um and franco and when they first when he first kind of picks them up from the jail and they go to this like beach area they actually like while they were filming they found the like an ear of a, of a oh, human shit. being oh um, man and and right and then like like a week before that a dead body had been found or something in that same like area so like Fuck. they like so, it's like dangerous areas that they were filming in. Oh, but here, here I we go. I don't think they were actually like ever in danger. And this knowing, I mean, Selena Gomez is worth so much money, even in 2012 or whatever when this movie was made. There's no way Disney or you know her music. Yeah, I feel like even there's a lot ever, of people working looking out for them. Yeah, right? there's yeah. no way that that. They didn't have people there that were probably strapped. I mean, Gucci Mane himself, all those guys in that strip club, those are his real entourage. And all those guys, I mean, like, oh, you know they're packing heat for real. So you know that if Gucci Mane is strapped and they don't want people fuck with th them, you know that Selena Gomez has people protecting him, you know? Cause uh, 100%. So. <laughs> Especially because, like, at this point, people know how Corinne operates. Yeah. You know what I mean? They know what he's doing. There's no way in hell Selena Gomez, like, even, like, Selena's music producing team would allow <laughs> for no. her to just go into this and uh, be like that. And I, I, I feel like... I feel like her discomfort... It, uh, I want to say that it's a PR piece and not real. I want I want to say that it's to heighten the... The movie, I you know, call me a conspirator, but it it just feels like it's trying to, um, bring the movie up and make it more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they use it to campaign the film or anything. You know what I mean? I I, I only yeah. knew about that fact when I uh 
I think the commentary on the that's what this is this the, article is the, about the commentary on the DVD so what it says is that the park uh, where he takes the girls was in a bad area of town where a dead body had recently been found and yeah. he also recalls a severed finger was found oh, in the finger. park okay. the scene in the pool hall was originally to take place in a bowling alley but Crane wanted something more quote legit so he drove around the hood until he found a place to work. <laughs> uh, many of the extras in that scene were the regular clientele of the pool hall, which freaked the girls out during the shoot. Um, Corinne says that the pool hall may have been shut down shortly after the production. Um, the scene in the back room of the pool hall where thugs were hanging out with pit bulls was unplanned. Corinne found the room and then grabbed Gomez while she was ready to rap for the day. He put her in the scene with Franco, giving him limited direction to make her feel uncomfortable. The scene was shot four or five times, leading to real tears from Gomez. So... That's according to them on the commentary. I mean, I guess they could lie about it if they yeah. wanted to, but I mean, I feel like he's yeah. the type of person that if it happened, it'd be like, "Well, this happened," and like, I think I th- I think I'm wrong about about that. I mean that, um, I think you're right in the sense that there's no way something bad would have happened to them at all, right? Yeah. But I could I could understand like being uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, I think totally. That's, yeah, yeah. Especially like fair. considering because weren't they all dressed? Still yeah. in like bikinis yeah, and shit. You're, you're like dressed, at that point, you're dressed in a way that you have all these men looking at you. Mm-hmm. You're famous. You're in their neighborhood. You're in their world. Yeah. You've never acted before. You're up against someone who's already been nominated for an Oscar. Like, it's it, you would be. No matter how many different things are coming at you, you're going to feel uncomfortable with one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it. To me, it seems like it's legit. I think, and from what I, I mean, I've I've basically listened to every interview I could find online with Karen, and he seems such like a real person. I, I I just don't feel like he has any reason to be fake. You know, at least at this point. I mean, he's he's been kicked off Letterman a lot. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> for stealing he, a purse. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he he, he like he, he he can't do like damage to his. Like, he doesn't need to be fake. Does that make sense? Yeah, true. You know? No, I I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong about my little conspiracy. <laughs> I think you guys are right. I think it's. I think it is totally real um but you're definitely i mean definitely nothing bad would have happened to them there was definitely this sort of like it's everything was uncomfortable but had anything bad happened to him i mean there's some shady fucking people disney could have sent over and been like okay corinne you're dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) your five million dollar movie isn't worth the hundreds of millions we're gonna make off of these girls right exactly yeah and like it's hard with you know the all this sexual assault allegations that are out and i i don't want to say anything you know like uh bad or anything but like i i just i don't i just don't know without being there it's hard to for like them feeling um uncomfortable is definitely um definitely sucks and i just don't know like whether it's bad or not like that yeah you know what what i'm saying like because like they're in a movie so like they're gonna be looked at by everyone (laughs) yeah that's a tough i don't know if this movie would even be made now it'd be way harder i think post me too but that's like so that's why i'm wondering like and i 
am trying to phrase it in such a way of like, is it okay and interesting because nothing bad happened? Like, had something bad happened, is that right. when it becomes not okay? Or is I would, that even I say okay? Yes. <laughs> if something bad happens, it's definitely not okay. <laughs> if something does not bad happens, it's maybe okay. I don't know. And is that okay? Like, is that a good thing, good mindset to have? No, like, I don't think it is, but it's a damn good excuse. No, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, I, I, that's tough. I mean, I think, again, in this situ, this particular situation, I feel like there is probably enough mutual respect between all parties Karen and Selena Gomez and James Franco that if she said I'm done I, I need to stop they, they they would have stopped yeah you know what I mean yeah I, th- I don't think I don't think she didn't do anything that she wasn't willing to do I don't you know what I mean um I don't it doesn't feel like he took advantage of her I think he used her uncomfortability as one would as an artist to make the scene better you know what I mean I mean, I think that's like a lot of what art is. Um, oh, that's really interesting too. Because it's not like, it, it, like, yeah. like Quentin Tarantino. He wants to bring the day, the day that they're filming. He wants to bring a part of that day to the screen every time he films. So he sure. he doesn't want to just try and recreate yesterday. He wants what the actor and the cinematographer and the editor is feeling that day to the film. And yeah. I think that's the only way you can get art. And I th- I think that's what probably Karen was, probably his mindset was right. like, I just found this room. This looks legit. Let's fucking do it. I can tell that Selena Gomez is like having her doubts. Maybe we should do it now. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, right. I don't know how to describe that, but. So I, this it's, is, a- it's weird because like people have died on sets. You know, like, people have died doing work. People have been uncomfortable in other jobs. You know what I mean? Like, if your job is to go check out the uh, the Fred Meyer kiosk that your company is paying you to, to set up, you know, like, maybe it's a spe- special, like, Gillette, men's Gillette razor or something, and you, you have to go check out make sure it's in place. And it's a really seedy area, and you have to be there all day. That is would also be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? That's true, if but I mean... But also, I'm a man, so it's so hard to... That doesn't make like, it sound stupid, like, though, right? Like, I, I mean... I feel like the... For, like, four thin, bikinied-up women who are really, really attractive in a bar of CD... A group of CD men, and they're surrounded by them. That's just... I don't know what that feels like and I never will, you know, because I, you know, I don't, I don't race to the, I don't cross the street if another person is on that, my side of the street. I don't, I don't, um, I can go out at night. I can just walk home, but women just can't, you know, know, it's like, yeah. So it's totally like, I want to say it's fine, but I feel like the true heroes are the four women that did still did it anyways <laughs> you know what I mean? St- right, still right. stuck with it yeah at, for the movie and I, I think 
it's totally up to them and after the fact if they were like yeah that was bullshit then i stand by them before i stand by anyone oh, else for sure yeah you know what i mean yeah but, i mean I like think props if, to them for going for it yeah i think yeah. If, any doing of them, it anyways. if any of them came out and said hey i think harmony Karen like try to take advantage of yes. my insecurity for his film i would believe them you know yeah. um I mean, this dude still manages to work and pull in big people, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Beach Bum. Look at the yeah. ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's. Chloe, I think Grace he's. Moretz is in there. He and yeah. he's. He's a. Uh, he's. I, I hate saying this word, but he's. He seems like woke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like. Like I, I. I. don't. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he's. He's not an anti. He's with it. Yeah, he's yeah. not an antiquated. Um. Uh, his mind is very active. He. He. The reason why he did Spring Breakers was he was into the modern music at the time. Like, that that was yeah. something he was exploring, and he was in his 40s. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that he, that you would think most 40-year-olds would listen to, but he keeps up, you know? He's, yeah. he's that's stuff that he's interested in. He's interested in youth culture and culture in general. Um, I feel like he would be very aware of anything, of any lines that, that may be crossed. Right. You know. He de- he seems DTE. Yeah. yeah. You know, down to earth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of DTF. <laughs> um, one interesting little tidbit, actually, in regards to Selena Gomez, too, which kind of adds this sort of like heightened, I don't know, tension to these scenes uh, and a little bit of like kind of interesting aspect is that she was part of Wizards of Waverly Place yeah. uh, up until 2012 when this movie got released oh perfect what is that that's the disney that's show the disney that like, show that like that, really, that made her selena gomez oh, yeah shit i really put her on the map i mean she has her pop career i thought it was like high school musical or whatever no it's like a disney show oh, um shit. so she was j- literally just oh, yeah, coming off of being you know a huge disney star i mean still is essentially a huge disney star when this movie gets made which is kind of a trip yeah, and ads like so. I mean, you know, the, I would imagine that if any of the people involved in these scenes had kids, and the kids probably watched that, and they probably saw her, and then saw her in real life, and then were like, "Oh damn!" I like, remember she's here. I re- like, literally, I remember. You can like look these up. Selena Gomez basically telling her fans, "If you're not old enough, don't go see this movie." Like in oh, interviews, yeah, yeah. like she like yeah. straight up says, like, like. You, like she was very aware that her image was going to change after this movie, which yeah, I think is right, also like right. very mature. You but know? after you get out of a Disney show, it's kind of like fuck it. I want my image to change <laughs> anyway because you're so controlled yeah, yeah. that whole time. But she's never been a bad girl, you know, because she plays Whoa. the good girl in this. You I know? mean, we assume she, that she's well, never been like she didn't have like a psychotic break like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. But you can, I mean, well, she's in a. Ironically, she, she has, she's she's in a uh, place right now. But she she's like, she has a her own way of yeah dealing with stuff because she I I've actually I'm a huge Selena Gomez fan I love all of her music and shit um, <laughs> yeah actually I like her music too but, a lot of it's pretty good a lot of it's really good um, but I know that like she has had some I guess breakdowns that she has told other people about in interviews and she's just like yeah I just go away for a little while and rediscover myself sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got and i think that's cool that yeah. she like can do that and come back and with like a new song or like a tv show that everyone sh- that everyone is upset exists 
which is funny. Yeah, she's got like very like I think um like severe like an auto immune disease. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But she just had like a big breakdown recently, like in the last like week or two, and she's like in treatment or whatever. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, so that's kind of ironically, that. as we're talking about her, you know, she's going through like probably one of the toughest you know things that she's had to deal with you know um wow but like she just had like a kidney transplant too i think like a year or two ago oh damn and stuff dude. so like it's like serious shit you know um yeah 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 uh, but so i think she like suffers from like depression and stuff like that uh, because yeah. of all these issues you know but, yeah dude of honestly of all the disney stars she is my favorite of of all of them that i that i've followed um Oh, so interesting. So I, I don't want to get super gossipy, but she was diagnosed with lupus. Lupus, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Lupus. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's got to be tough. Oh, yeah. And then it says um, she had withdrawn from public during the previous few months because she had received a kidney transplant and then broken artery due to the transplant. That's crazy. Jeez, dude. That's brutal. But then it's also, really like, she was anyone. in a relationship with The Weeknd, and they broke up, and that was kind of a high-profile relationship. She got back together with Justin Bieber, and the then Biebs. Justin Bieber then gets married, the uh, you know, shortly after, like, you know, so, like... Justin Bieber is married I think now? he's married, right? I don't I don't maybe go they're on engaged. like you, by Maybe they're time. engaged. <laughs> Justin Biebs? He's, he's with Haley Baldwin, and I think they're engaged. At least a Baldwin, yeah, Haley like, Baldwin. It's daughter uh, of Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. But they've been they they were back in or back and forth forever, uh, and then they, but yeah, but now I I think they I don't know, I can't. They should they should conjoin names so it so it'd be Bieber Baldwin. <laughs> I think that'd be good. <laughs> Baldy Biebs. <laughs> bald beebs. hey baldy beebs come here oh jesus but, could you imagine seeing that in uh you know key arena baldy beebs uh, oh my august God. 26 <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> all right but yeah um it's kind of cool like since trash humpers and um spring breakers like harmony Crenn has maintained a fairly active art lifestyle like he paints and he's had like shows and he's done like this documentary for vice as like a 15 minute thing where he follows this like redneck uh young man mm. um and he you know he's done these uh, short films and he's done commercials and um he did a music video for rihanna which is fucking awesome and you know all these little things he's like maintaining his like culture thing yeah. you know and then now he has the beach bum that will come out um yeah it seems like the dude knows how to brand himself yeah i i love filmmakers who dive into other shit what yeah. be it another genre that they don't normally do or some other kind of thing yeah you know like i love i love hearing about that stuff because i feel like they're bringing something new to the filmmaking table yeah so i feel like a lot of filmmakers bring other films to the filmmaking table you know like scorsese's i feel like he's like a old he's bringing all these older films to to the table and kind of redoing them in in his kind of way you know what i mean and he's into archiving films yeah you Mm -hmm. know but then spielberg is just like into 
80s like movies or something. I don't really know. <laughs> See, like, there's some no, filmmakers who are just like, what like... else are you doing? And I feel like that's an important thing to have as a filmmaker is like some other thing that you do. Yeah. I think you know Spielberg I mean? has a style, but it's like he draws from older films for sure. Yeah. Like Lawrence but and so, so many filmmakers, <laughs> So many filmmakers do that. Like Tarantino yeah. does that. And I, I like all the, like, I like the, you know, Tom Ford who's doing his own yeah thing you know yeah. and it's like he's obviously drawing from another bucket that needs to be drawn from I think, I think i think it's cool i think a lot of artists are just like that i think they can't help but be creative so when they do and branch out like it, it, it it's just a natural thing yeah. you know yeah i mean like franco does it you know uh yeah you know like da vinci you know he he painted but he also sculpted and you know like (laughs) and he like invented shit you know yeah 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 this active active minds and i think that's like one of the first things that i um think of when i hear harmony Crane. i mean he stutters a lot when he talks you you just you get this sense of he's he's got so much going on in his head that he's it's hard for him to he he's you know he he's he's able to talk you you understand what he's saying you know it's not like it's bad but he he's just one of those guys that he's you just know he's got he's always he's always thinking about something you know yeah 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 Sick. his interviews Sick. are hysterical <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I watched them all after you mentioned them and I watched actually I watched one and then I was like oh this is awesome <laughs> so I watched the rest of them. In order, and uh, I love the how he transitions from this super awkward guy in a suit that's too big for him, yeah, to this super awkward cocky guy in basically the clothes that Matthew McConaughey wears in Beach Bum. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like oh, there's he's definitely. It feels like he's telling a story with his David Letterman uh, stuff, yeah, and I love it. And then and, he, and, unintentional or not, and now he's you know? just kind of like a regular dude. Yeah, which is regular. Which is kind of cool. I think it's the lack of drugs. <laughs> they could change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the drugs. Yeah, yeah. So, that for the record, I said, stopping doing drugs changes you. Yeah, just so you know, it does. Yeah. But makes doing you drugs, less cool. That's, makes you less yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never stop doing drugs. <laughs> Always do drugs, kids. <laughs> if you start stay, go all the way don't half-ass it stay in school do drugs in school uh, just do it school. nike symbol <laughs> <laughs> nike. um cool i don't i feel like no one's opinion really got changed no i don't know yeah. spring breakers and trash humpers might be a little bit closer for me i don't know i'm in um, i'm in the more of a spring breakers mood yeah 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 if that makes yeah, sense same. Same. like it just, I think Trash Humpers, like, when I first watched it, was, like, this kind of, like, sort of revelation of, like, damn, you could do this with movies. Yeah. Same. Um, I, I sat down that night and was, like, what the fuck am I doing with, like, the ideas that I'm thinking of for movies? Like, I need to, like, take more chances. I need to think yeah. about it in different shit. I even told Tiffany, I was, like, I feel like this movie changed me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is cool. It's a, I like that. It's a powerful happened. movie. It really is. Yeah. I mean, like towards the end, I mean, just having shots of streetlights and parking lots and houses. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just like this little montage that goes on for, I think, a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's you don't see any of the characters, really. You just see these, like, locations. And then you just yeah. see her, this extended scene of her, the baby, rolling the the baby carriage or whatever down the down the hall or down the street and she yeah. picks up she's singing to it and you're just like fuck like that's fucking that's like the american dream right there but it's also stuck in this fucking nightmare world yeah. because you know of all the terrible yeah. shit that she did beforehand exactly but everybody does terrible shit and it's like maybe not that far but it's like it's like so honest yeah that right. it's powerful as fuck but yet it's so almost boring but it's amazing but it's, it's like endearing almost yeah. and you're kind of like but you're fucking twisted so like yeah. how do i yeah there's a yeah. lot a lot of conf- conflicting feelings that yeah i feel like i feel like you just said the american dream i feel like that's rooted in all of the movies that we watch all of corinne's movies oh yeah that's oh, yeah. totally that's what he's it feels like at the core that's what he's like talking about 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah. percent. gummo specifically you know gummo, gummo if you, if you attach like one theme you know gummo might be like the capitalist american dream right mm-hmm. like the julian donkey boy might be like the coming from like kind of like subjugation or whatever and like yeah. having success after that and like, like paternal and maternal yeah Amer- how america deals with families yeah exactly you know? right you know Trash I feel like it would make a great English paper. Yeah. Someone, one of our listeners who's in school, they should take that idea <laughs> they should. and do it. We just gave you yeah. your fucking thesis. There you go. <laughs> I think exactly. Trash Humpers is like freedom yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, freedom. you know, it's they, they just do all this shit and somehow it's just, it's very, it's liberating. Mm-hmm. It's liberating as a filmmaker because you're like, holy shit, like you can do stuff. Right that's not the, from a meta level yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's like freeing for like viewers because you're kind of like well it's like a movie you're not beholden to cinema Mm-mm. when you watch it but it's also freeing for the characters because they're just doing shit and they're yeah. living life and like no consequences which is kind of what people want in life is they want like freedom with no consequences Cause the right. film it's super meta the film doesn't keep itself within cinema laws you know right and, and, yeah. and, and neither do the characters, you know, like, which is really cool. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I would have a fucking ball if I was in Trash Humpers. I feel like that would be the most yeah. exciting movie to act in. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems fucking like you're just like my favorite part about going to the dump is breaking all the TVs that are yeah. in the dump, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. and they're literally doing that just like in a parking lot. Yeah. And it, when I was watching, it was like, man, I want to. I want to star in this movie, you know? <laughs> right? It's fucking the, cool. The light bulbs. Oh, yeah. yeah the light bulbs. It's, like, satisfying. You're like, oh, my yeah. God. about bucket list, dude. Yeah. And, like, the, the, like, the vapor or whatever from those lights, so, like, you actually see the, like, ah, I don't know. It's the like, poison. Yeah, it's, like, satisfying <laughs> as fuck. Oh, oh, God. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think each one of his movies is, is very representative. And it's, it's cool. He is a truly American filmmaker and it's it's interesting how his movies are increasing in quality uh visual quality as time goes on too which is kind of an american thing too where you're where you're supposed to start to like grow up yeah right in a way and if you kind of look at it like that like his films are kind of growing up like beach bum looks like going back to a more traditional and that could just be the way the trailers cut yeah but it as opposed to spring breakers where it's kind of this eclectic linear linear in the sense that there's a progression of events that happen in chronological order but 
not linear in the sense that it's not like a plot point that creates yeah many other plot points it's just kind of like all these ideas and beach bum kind of seems like it's going to be like a plot and he's movie. worked with every uh he's worked with film gummo he's worked with dv you know uh for film? Julian well, Donkey spring breakers Boy. was film too yeah and then um he's used uh vhs and then he's used uh i think beach bum is uh with uh digital too i hope he goes digital i'm very curious i'm pretty sure it's digital um with for beach bum there's got to be something for him i'm like i'm surprised he didn't jump to digital like right away i think he did digital uh for the rihanna music video oh okay that Um, makes sense yeah yeah so it's but he's definitely worked with every you know yeah every what i'm surprised what that he you know what i'm surprised about with spring breakers is that he did the dv vhs thing as opposed to doing like gopros yeah I feel like GoPros would have been a little more fitting. Yeah, I think he was maybe tapping in with his his own like MTV upbringing with the music with the yeah, with the VHS, sure. and but yeah, I think you're right. I think if we were making a movie set in 2011, we would use GoPros sure. and like you know flip phone cameras. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Remember yeah. those those cameras like that are like basically yeah. phone. They're not flip phones, but they're like little bricks that are just cameras. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. According to IMDb, Beach Bum is actually on the Ari Cam LT, which is a film camera. Oh shit! Okay. So, oh look at that. The shit. Yeah. But uh, all right. What cool. a nerd. Cool. Love it. That's Love being awesome. a movie yeah. nerd. I can't wait. Knowing a bunch of completely useless information about movies is a great way into conversation. People love to be Beach told. Bum comes out in January, correct? Or December? March, I think. March. I don't remember Holy shit. Yeah, okay. it's like fairly late in the quarter one. they pushed it back. Yeah. It's unfortunate. My, uh, side note, my family does a bingo party every year, and we all have to bring a gift. And the theme this year is Beach Bum. And I'm considering uh, bringing, like, just putting two, like, <gasps> regal movie tickets in there. And, like, whoever gets those can go see Beach Bum with me. They have you know to see I mean? Beach Bum. <laughs> I yeah, need yeah. the receipt Just that like says Beach, Beach Bum. Beach Bum tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would go with them, though. Oh, we'd, yeah. We'd make it a... And then you'd have to film the reaction, because Beach Bum is probably going to have some gnarly shit. Yeah. yeah. Cause I just... Yeah. I, I might not do it, because I have a lot of young cousins that play, too, and uh, <laughs> I don't... And they're all big Matthew McConaughey fans. Oh, so like, they have they to go see him. it. Yeah. Yeah, but like I feel like it could be traumatizing for some of these middle schoolers to go see this movie. Be the so. bad influence cousin. Worth it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're giving them alcohol or drugs. Come on. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, before to prep for the movie, but that's because we're seeing the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's just different. normal. Yeah. It's responsible <laughs> if it's at a theater. Who doesn't choke it and coke it before watching a movie? <laughs> make it, make it, don't make it. <laughs> Make it, make it, don't fake it. Make it, make it, don't fake it. <laughs> I love, okay. I love that laugh. It's amazing. Oh man, fantastic! All right. So, if you have any questions or opinions, send us an email: b2bfilmspodcast at gmail dot com. If you like the show, please take a small amount of time out of your day to rate and possibly review the show. But at least you know, throw a star rating up there. It doesn't take too much. Um, and do it wherever you listen because it helps others find us. Uh, you can also follow us on Letterboxd at Jacob Foltz, Byron Gouet, G-O-U-E-T-T-E, and Hyperion Creator for me. Uh, Jacob also has his podcast, I think, maybe. Yep. One episode. 
two episodes? Still the one. Cool. <laughs> cool. It's getting there. It's coming. I'm, I'm still where I swear to God, I'm still working on it. All I right. swear to God. Cool. It's coming. Uh, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> so I think this week we're not doing the pitch. So uh, just for future listeners, uh, what we're going to do. Wait, what? I mean, I'm down to do the pitch if if if. You oh, can. we just don't have time. Okay, but anyway, um, so for future episodes, what we're gonna do to kind of clean up the timeline for the podcast is we're gonna do start doing a short break at the end of the episodes, whether it's the happy hour or the main one, um, and then come in with the pitch after. So stick around for the rest of the the episode, usually. Um, and the pitch will be at the end, and it'll kind of clean up the, the timeline a little bit, the podcast timeline. Um, so yeah, um, next week we're going to be doing happy hour, but the week after that we will be talking Halloween and the Halloween remake, which puts us at right about Halloween, yeah. Hell yeah. So make sure you watch those, um, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Make it, make it, don't fake it. <laughs> <laughs>